Hello and welcome to all of our two and four-legged friends. Uh, I am Nathan from Rightpool and welcome back to What the Bark, the Rightpool podcast. Uh, we've had a little bit of a break over the Easter and school holiday period, but we're excited to be back. I, I'm excited to be joined by George. George, welcome back. Oh, welcome, Nathan. Yes, we've had a bit of a break, but we all need one. Yeah, need to rest and recharge. Yeah, we had the Easter show, which would have taken up a lot of people's time. and We had Anzac Day, but we're back, yeah. a little mini break. Yeah, it's it's good. I think everyone needed it. And there were a lot of dog shows. There was the Easter show, the one of the big shows over the, the Easter break. Which um, sort of leads us into the today's topic. Absolutely. Because behind absolutely. every good show is a good shot. Yeah. I mean, if the if, if there's no pictures, it didn't happen, right? That's right. You know, sometimes, Nathan, memories are best left without a picture, you know, at the moment. So, you know, some of us oldies such as myself, the moment is there. You don't always have to have a photo for every particular moment. You know, some things you just want to leave aside. But anyway, we'll talk a bit more. This is what's happened now with these, you know, handheld cameras and phones that everyone just simply takes a selfie at. But anyway, we've got the queen of the selfie, I think, dog (laughs) selfie. Yeah, well, it'd be, I wonder if dogs can take selfies. Probably not, but uh, we do have a fantastic guest who's joining us um, for all things dog photography and with a fantastic experience behind her. I'm really excited to learn more about it. We've got Fiona Erskine uh, from Fire Photography. Welcome, Fiona. Hello. Hi. How are you? Hi, Fiona. Fire Photography. You know what? I always like to start, Nathan, by finding out why. Spell fire for me because I believe it's not your, your normal fire. Yeah, double F-I-R-E. That's Fiona Francis, Ian Robert Erskine. Wow, there you go. go. Very clever. Clever, yes. Jeez, I thought I was good. So how long did it take you to come up with that, Fiona? Oh, when I got married to the most gorgeous man in the world. That's where it came from. Oh, this is fantastic. (laughs) Amazing. There's a shout out to the most gorgeous man in the world. (laughs) He'll listen to this later and thank you. Uh, and but I mean Fiona's um, someone that actually uh, we met at Rightpour about a year ago. Fiona came out and uh, very kindly did a a bit of a photo shoot with us for some of our website photography. So if you go onto the Rightpour website, you'll see a lot of uh, Fiona's fantastic work. Um, and it was great. We got to know her, and and I learnt just how much she knows about taking photos of dogs. I put um, a couple of photos up last night, actually, of your dogs on my on my Facebook page. Oops, sorry. <laughs> No, that's great. It's good you can plug your Facebook page. Fiona, it's all good here. Yes, photos. Mm. And you were and you were mentioning before. So, Fiona, tell tell us a little bit about about yourself and how you started out in dog photography. I know you were chatting to us just before we were recording about how you were in, you know your family were involved in breeding as well. Yeah. Um, well, I turned fifty this year, and my parents have been breeding since I could crawl, but. Um, I started out in dog photography, was sitting at the Christmas, sitting at the Christmas table back 11 years ago, and I was in horses. And I got divorced, yeah, as you do. And my mum. No, 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 divorces are expensive. Yeah. I have a saying, (laughs) a holiday is cheaper than a divorce. So you can always, you can always, you know, get around a divorce by just going on a holiday. Oh, really? Yes. That's all it takes. Well, I did that. I went and photographed dolphins. Anyway. Okay, so uh, you got a divorce. You took me out. I got a divorce. And I I photograph weddings for a living and I photographed horses. And my mother said, why don't you come and photograph 
dogs for a living. You photograph our dogs and you do a great job and you understand movement. And my sister said, well, photo- put a portfolio together of, you know, some of, the, some of our dogs and give it to Kerry Christoffi at Dogs New South Wales and let's see how you go. So I came to a dog show or two and all of a sudden I started getting a name for myself. And I end up coming to the Royal Easter Show and I hung out on the side of the fence on the outside and I started photographing movement and all of a sudden my name got out there. So that's how it all started. And your ex would have hated all that, your name getting out there. So from the divorce, <laughs> you actually got a camera out of the Is that what I'm right here? You, out of all the, is all you wanted was that camera or that, that was? Well, I, one of the dog show people, a beautiful lady by the name of Melissa Fox gave me this beautiful camera. Even digital? though I had, was it a digital camera? It was a digital camera, oh, but no. I did have a, I did have a beautiful digital camera, but a, Another lady by the, you know, this lady by the name of Melissa Fox gave me even better digital camera and it just, it just went from there. Okay. It just got better and better Mm -hmm. and better. Because, you know, it is, can I, it is hard to take, I mean, it is hard to take photos of dogs and kids, you know, trying to, and we'll talk more about that later. Yes. Um, and can I ask you a question? My, my son, this is my Dion question. He always likes to ask because he likes to ask me all these really tough. When you take a photo at a dog show, who owns that photo? Oh, well, technically I do. Technically. I do sell them on. I do sell them on. Uh, my signature's on them. But when I sell them on, I, oh, my God, my next door neighbours, St. Bernard's come to say hello to me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So wait a sec. If I'm at a dog show, so I'm at a dog dog show at, you know, uh, at some park there and it's been held by, you've been given consent to come and photograph there by the club. Is that how it works? Yes, it is. And then those photos that you take belong to you because they belong, they belong to me. But I do sell them on and I, I sell them on so that they can own them. Okay. So, you sell. so if I've got a champion, a griffon, and I'm in the show ring and you take a photo of me with that griffon, you can go and put it on, on any site you want without my consent. I'm just trying to get no, – how does that work? I usually write and get permission from, okay. from uh, the owner. I good. do write okay. and I just... do get permission. I like to get permission. Good. I don't That's... like to go and just put up, put Good. any now old I photo found, up. I hear you because that confidentiality and client confidence is, is the key thing to our business as well. Yeah. Clients get really annoyed if you sort of pass on any. So we can't, you know, Nathan, we can't do a podcast without promoting one of our big supporters, Dog News Australia and Johnny and his team out there. So, so for a photo that goes in Dog News Australia, is that something oh. you've sold to me and I put in there or? Oh, dog news. I've, I've used dog. John Bryson uses my images all the time and oh, we like to get, is, he's the biggest yeah. freeloader I've ever met. I know he never, has he paid you good money for it, Fiona, or just. He, he has paid me very well. Oh, good. Okay. Must be from all the advertising money he makes off Nathan and myself. 
He's made he's he's done me very good in the past. He's looked after me very 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 well. And when you and so can I? Sorry, Nathan. When you is can only one photographer be given agreement to come to a show, or can I ask Um, three or four? I've worked okay. Now I've travelled Asia. Okay, I've worked in China. I've worked in Thailand. I've worked in Malaysia. I've worked in the Philippines. When I've been in the Philippines, there's been let's just say six different photographers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. In mm. Australia, in Australia, I've been able to. I've been able to make an agreement at these shows that we're now being able to have three different photographers at a show now. Okay. Whereas once, but once upon a time, there used to be one. One. So I've been able to change the rules now. Good. I like there can be a bit more variety now at all the shows. Yeah. yeah well, well, because I, if one photographer can't change one one photographer can't take photos in seven different rooms. And you, you, you just can't do it. You, mm, you mm. just can't do it. You can't be everywhere. So and I've been able to change the rules so that everybody can be, you know, have take yeah, their photos. Coverage. Yeah. And yeah, you know what, Fiona, when, when people hear that Nathan's coming to a dog show, there's literally 10 photographers that are there when he gets out of the car. He's <laughs> like a celebrity. He can't just have one person clicking. There's got to be 10 flashes and everything. I was with him at one. Show. You're too, George. You're too kind. I think. I think you're thinking about yourself. As soon as you get out of the car park and you're stepping in mud, there's mm. photographers everywhere. Well, oh well, you know that's nice, isn't it? To George, be. Oh, he's making me blush. But, but... I, I, I got out of the car for the first time the other day, and I got. I almost got bowled over. It's like, hang on, I'm not a celebrity. I'm just a photographer. Yeah, <laughs> But Fiona, you mentioned something really interesting, and I want, I want to come back to the travels as well because I, you've told me some amazing stories. But but I want to go back to something you said at the beginning, which was you know the the ho- movement of horses and the movement of dogs are very similar. Like what? How, how are they? Similar? Like what are the types of things that you're trying to capture? I guess you know that's that's so interesting to me that the, a horse and a dog it's the same sort of principles of of taking a photo. Um, when I was doing horses at the trot. It's like the similar of um, how do I? It's hard to explain. It's like the pace, the pace movement, the trot is similar to a dog, and that's what I was trying to capture. The dog has to be has to place its feet when it when it with the movement. Um, when a dog when a judge asks a dog to to move that that fast paced movement. Um, um, a horse does the trot and again it has to have its feet placed in the same without overextending its feet if you can you if you understand my the way I'm yeah so it's about it. the gait like it's about the way that they move yes for me you too there's <laughs> dogs though there's this personality about them different yeah. breeds have this different so you know a photo captures that I don't know. Is that what you see? Something is that certain breeds have different person. I mean, you haven't got as many horse breeds as with dog breeds. I mean, talk to me more about capturing that personality in a photo. Well, capturing that personality. Well, well, you could use all sorts of toys to capture ah, personality. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Fiona, when she came, yeah, when she came to, that was the best thing that I learned when, when we had our right poor photo shoot, Fiona came with all of these toys and, and, you know, treats and just all of these ideas about how to 
you know all the little emotions you can but, capture also i make i make silly noises and i sound like an opera singer can, but you know i can I, you give I, us I, a few please fiona give us a well, few of these noises come on please. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. and what dogs react to those do you follow? Oh, oh my god my Azawak is sitting here next to me and he's looking at me going, oh, my God, Mum, what are you doing? Waiting for a photo. Yeah. Waiting for a photo. It's those high-pitched noises. Yeah. And there is and the ears prick up and I get all of a sudden, I get expression. Sorry, my pointer is down the back of my, is at the back of my house going, Mum, is it time to hunt? <laughs> okay. All the, so all the dogs around you have just been summoned by, by your... And, and my friend is out the front with his St. Bernard and it's come to the front door, trust me. <laughs> I have seen a few, um, when I've seen photos taken at the show, at the Royal Shows, and I sort of get them up onto this nice sort of background On, Onto stage. the podium. Yeah, and the it, podium. Yeah, and the they podium. throw a soft toy up and a squeaker to try and get its head right. And, but, I, and I'm Nolan, my very first Royal... I was known for the most, some of the most beautiful photos of expression and, and wow. happiness of the people. Um, and, and that's what got me, you know, it got me famous and got me out there. Yeah. Cause you've hit on something that I was going to actually mention. And I do think that the, in the end, so, so a lot of that personality is reflected by the person who has it on the lead. So the yes. way a dog is behaving is really the way the handler is, genera is generated down the lead. Correct. Thank you. I wanted to mention that and I had it on my notes. I've done a bit of research and I thought I'm going to ask Fiona because I can guarantee you, I can give you two, the same breed two, and two different owners and I, the, the, the shot that you will capture will differ based on just that, the, what they read off that person, person on the lead. Correct. Interesting. Yeah. Completely generated down the lead. The dog is so excited, so happy. They mm. just just want to be there and just be there with the person that they, you know, they're with. It's, yeah. you know, it's just, and that's why I love photographing and doing what I do. It's just the best. I mean, I'm sitting here in my lounge room. I wish I could show you. I have a shot here that I've taken and I look at it every day and it's, an American cocker, um, and I've got the Sydney landscape, and it was when the bushfires were were on, and the sky's orange. I've got Sydney Harbour Bridge, the Sydney Tower, and the dog's jumping in the air, and it's all the fur is flying everywhere. And she's just standing there going, I've got a treat for you, you know? Wow. It's Which the most is. beautiful image. So that brings me on to another question, because you know, Nathan, I do my research, background, the type of background. That's where sometimes I struggle when it comes to photos. And of course, oh. you're outdoor, indoor, you know, green, there's a lot of green in your background, am I right? Or usually how do you? Yep. Yeah. What's the best, I guess, what's the best thing to consider when you're planning a photo for like the, for the background? Well, this is what I, I look for. I look for parks. I look for the most spectacular most spectacular anything that is breathtaking and anything that doesn't have a dog bin in the background oh god some of these people that <laughs> photograph oh that photograph with dog poo bins oh my god it makes me sick <laughs> and you see a lot of it too oh my god 
and you, you know they win a best in show and then and there's these people they just don't think and there's a dog poo bin in the back oh my god yeah you've got the million dollar shot and then there's a dog poo bin at the back or the, no. and they don't or and they don't photoshop it out oh my god and they do do it mm. gosh so and when you're thinking about background as well Talk to talk to me about lighting. How how important is is lighting? Like do you, like when when you're taking a photo, do you like bright light? Do you prefer overcast? Like what what are the types of things to consider with with a, like lighting and how maybe how how does it bounce off the dog's fur? Like how how does it work? Well, lighting from be, lighting from behind me, so the lighting comes down onto the dog. Mm. Um, overcast can actually be beneficial in some some ways. Um, because um, as long as the dog's not black, if the dog's okay. I was okay, going to ask you that. What yeah. color is the black? Is the most challenging to black um, is challenge. Black is challenging. Okay, but any other colors, fantastic. So overcast. So overcast um, can be brilliant to to work in. Beautiful afternoon light with the light shining behind me down onto the dog is absolutely beautiful to shoot in. Okay. Um, I also did a calendar. I don't know if you guys knew about this. I did a naked calendar to raise money for cancer. And a, I a naked a, dog calendar? Or? I did a naked <laughs> dog calendar with a Weimarana and I had half the dog world pose here and in my house or some of um, some of the places around uh, New South Wales naked for me with Weimaranas. Wait a wow. sec. So what, you actually got that the owners to pose naked with the with the white piranhas okay wow i didn't know about this calendar george where where can we buy this calendar (laughs) george is thinking so i raised i raised a whole heap of money for cancer well done yeah these naked calendars with the white piranhas Dogs just, the moral, I think the moral is dogs just make all photos that much yeah, better. Yeah, they just make all photos. They just are fantastic. Were these all, I'm just going to get to the, were these all ANKC members? Yeah. Make, oh God, I need to see this calendar. This has now got me, yeah, this has really got all. You've piqued George's interest. Yes. I need to see these. Anyway. I, I got, I even got a handful of famous jockeys to do it as well. And they, uh, they came and did it as well. And they were riding the Weimarana. They weren't oh. riding, but they. <laughs> <laughs> they were whipping the Weimarana. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. I think let's not, let's not let our imaginations run away with us. I think. <laughs> anyway, we've given the, I've got it. When was this calendar? This um, was done a couple of years ago. Okay. We need to do a twenty. 22 23 we are doing one okay we came a couple of weeks ago we decided that we're going to do it all over again yeah you're going to need a great dane to cover me properly um so you're going to do it are you yeah yeah george is george has signed up no chihuahua for george it's a great dane (laughs) that needs to Well, we were talking about it. We were talking about it. A cu- we were talking oh, about it a couple of weeks ago, and we've decided we want because of what I've been through with mm. um, my brain surgery. We decided we can want to raise money for the for the epilepsy because the foundation that I've been through epilepsy and the brain surgery and oh my god, they don't they don't get enough money to. No. Yeah, charity calendars are fantastic. 
you know, even yeah. when it even when it comes to canine epilepsy, most people ring me up. That's their number one issue that they see. Yeah, well, they don't breed. they don't get anything for it, do they? No. Yeah. And I've seen what dog epilepsy is like. It's terrible. It's oh yes, one of the most stressful things you can see, and then it's very it's very traumatic for not only the owner, the dogs tied up. It's it it is. It's a very traumatic thing to 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 see happen to anyone, including a pet. So. I hear you. Yeah. yeah. All right. And and we, I mean, so we've learned a lot about um, so far when you're taking a photo. Okay, we've got to think about lighting. We've got to think about movement. We've got to think about color. So, Fiona, when you're on the side of a dog show and you're trying to take the perfect photo, what are some of the other things that you're that's going through your mind in that moment that you're trying to capture? Um, you know, when you're standing on the sidelines of a dog show. I'm got to make sure that the dog has the perfect stance. Got to make sure that the top line is correct. Oh, top what top line? What's the top line? Uh, the back of the dog. Got to make sure that the back of the dog is straight. Mm. So you want a nice straight posture. Nice straight top line. I tell you, the amount of emails I get if the owners are not happy if the top line is not correct. You know what? I'm going to let you know. It's it's it, today with today's technology, Nathan. It's easy to take a good shot. You click a button, it takes <laughs> 20 shots of the dog. In the days when I took photos with a film camera, that's when it was hard. Well, the camera I the camera I have takes 12 frames a second. Look at that, Nathan. Wow. How could you go? So let me let me let's plug your camera. What sort of camera do you use? It's a Canon 1D. Canon 1D. To any Can yeah. Canon executive listening to this podcast, we've just promoted your <laughs> Canon. Please send any Canon paraphernalia to Right Paul podcast right here. If we need. That's a plug. So the Canon <laughs> one. That's And type of lens. Well, I shoot with a, a, a 70 to 200 mil because I'm, I'm shooting far away or a oh. 70 to 300 mil because I'm shooting far away. Oh, hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to play the, the novice here. Yeah. It's a 2.8. So it's a, it's a shallow lens. So I can shoot in low light. And when I was shooting in China, I was shooting indoors. So I had to shoot in low light. And, and what does, what does that mean? I mean, I, I know nothing about lenses. I'm going to put my hand up and say, I'm, I'm a photography noob. It go, my iPhone is the extent of my knowledge of, of cameras. So how, 70 to 200, 70 to 3, what, what, does, what does that mean? What are the different types of lenses that you can choose from? 70 to 200, is, it's the millimeters. It's, the, it's basically, it's the length of lens. And that's, what, and that's what you want. Like that's, is that like for things that are far away you mentioned? So when you're shooting far away, you want a, a longer lens. Longer lens, yeah. Okay, so can I ask, if I'm someone who's just going to get started, what do you recommend me? You know, I haven't got a budget like you of $20,000 to spend on photography equipment and whatever. I've got a budget of $1,000. What would you recommend I, I get to get me started in this dog photography or animal photography? Or even just taking photos of your pets? I think at the moment they've got, I think they've got basic cameras and um, camera setups that you can buy oh, here they in do. Australia. Okay. I think they do. They've got the basic camera and setups that you can buy at um, Camera House. 
Camera House. So there's another plug, Camera House, listen in. We need some more. We've, we need to get our advertising up, Nathan. We need to get some, we need to get some professional photography uh, for the podcast. Cast, that's right. Oh, so look, at- I, look I, where I live, I've got a friend who works at Camera House at Penrith, So, and I go and see her, and she oh. does all my, all my camera cleaning and everything. Most people have a phone which they use to take their photos. And, you know, that's, that's, that's what everybody shoots. Everybody shoots. I tell you, I'll be on my knees because I shoot from my, from my knees into the shoulder of the dog. Okay. okay. To get down low. I, I remember that from the photo shoot. Yeah. You know you what? That was low. another question I was going to ask you. Just getting at their level. You get at their level and you shoot into their shoulder. Into their shoulder. Into their shoulder, so that you're on on their shoulder, into into their top line. Mm. And what I I would turn around, and there must have been maybe twenty mobile phones over my shoulder (laughs) someday. (laughs) And does that annoy? Do you like that, or does that annoy you? Or as a photographer, like? No, it doesn't bother me. You know, that just means it just means that they go on their Facebook and they post them, post the now photo. And yeah. most people, most people will buy their image off me because they know they get the perfect photo. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Do you, do you ever get a sort of go up to a dog to take a photo? Because it happens to me sometimes, and I take my camera out and they turn around, like they know they're getting a photo. I mean, I'm talking about not on the lead, just turns around. I've seen it happen just with, you know, I pull my camera out. I know Charlie season just turns around. Doesn't happen with in your industry. You don't see it happening where they recognise the camera and go, "No, not interested." No, I'm happy with it. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> no, it's good. I think um, I think that's really interesting. Get down low, shoot from their level. That's an, I'm picking up all these tips now, so that when you know I go to you shoot yeah. into their shoulder. Into their shoot shoulder. Shoot into their shoulder. Low. So into yeah, shoulder. shoot low, shoot into their shoulder, and mm. you shoot along the top line. Yeah. So anyone listening, we're not sort of talking about a rifle here and how to shoot a rifle if anyone's no. just joined into the podcast no, don't shoot yeah, at the when, I say, when i mean shoot i mean photograph yeah. i was having to write i was writing down a description about this episode and i was talking about shooting dogs and i had to delete it because i was like no that's gonna that, that will not come across well <laughs> photography of dogs <laughs> that advice you just gave us found is, is even true if you're on your phone get low shoot at the shoulder um, and and, and like I and like I said, I'd have maybe three, four mobile phones sitting on my shoulder. Mm. And and you talked a bit about dog personality as well. I, I I'm really interested. Like, are there some breeds that are harder to to photograph than others? Like, do you have to adjust your approach depending on the type of breed? Um, some you do, yes. Give me an example. Some you do. Some you do. Hang on a second, Maverick. Hang on. My, Who's Maverick? My, is this the Maverick is my Azawak. Azawak. My Azawak. So very there's not many Azawaks around. No, Maverick was the first, the first Azawak born, first litter born um, in the country, and the first Azawak to come across the border in New South Wales. He why, decided, why the why the Azawak? Why the Azawak? Yeah, what what sort of t- it's fun to say. Azawak. 
Love it. <laughs> I wanted an I just wanted an Azawak because I wanted a dog that would be protective over the family. Okay, so they're a protective dog, aren't they? They're like a protective them. breed. They protect the family. Yeah, I'm, I'm just got something up here, and maybe we can do the Azawak out of John's book. I would. Be, I think we could. I'd be keen to learn more about it. We'll pull out the breed standard later on. Standard later oh, I can life. introduce it. Introduce it to the breed, the breeder in, in the country. She's fantastic. Ah, there wouldn't be many, but I, I mean, is the Azawak hard to shoot? Um, no, they're not hard to shoot. He's not. He's not hard to shoot at all. He sleeps all day. But um, he likes to roam my house, which he's not allowed to. <laughs> so. But but other dogs, you said you had to change your approach. So, yeah, so what what are some of those dogs? Some dogs, well, um, the Tibetan Mastiff, where I had to photograph in China. They're, um, they're an interesting breed. They, they, you know, they just don't do as they're told. <laughs> they play by their own rules. They play by their own rules. They do play by their own rules. Mm. Um, but they are the most beautiful breed to, you know, to photograph. Absolutely the most majestic breed to photograph. And I, I was so blessed to be flown to China and then to be driven from one side of China to the other to be, to be, to photograph these dogs. And it was a, a very how do I how do I say this independent breeder and he must have had 50 of them and then I got to meet I got to meet some um, all these people and then I got to see meet this tribe over in Tibet and then these the tribe the the children go is that your hair really is that your hair and, and like they didn't speak a word of English of mm -hmm. course for our listeners, Fiona has bright red That's where I thought fire photography came from because Fiona's got fiery red hair. Yeah, and, fiery's got, and Fiona's got a fiery red temper. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody says, but no, that's not true. <laughs> um, no, and, they, and the children were obsessed with my red hair. And so I've got a beautiful portfolio now of, you know, of the Tibetan Mastiffs, the tribe, and you know the whole trip to china so it was absolutely fantastic amazing so, so interesting yeah they so love it they do like their tibetan mastiffs and their chows over in china and yes they do so i've i've been able to photograph um a number of breeds in china that i've never photographed before in my life mm. so there has been a few breeds in china yes that are i have photographed that have that are so, very hard. Sorry if you did. What did did your photography just take you to China? Were you invited there? Had what what made you go? I'm trying to. Okay, so um, when I went to Malaysia, um, well, I went to the Philippines and I got to photograph um, a couple of shows in the Philippines, and I met. Were you a invited there, Fiona, or did you? Just yes, go... yeah. She was a guest guest of honor. Uh, I was invited to the Philippines. And then okay. I um I'm I met a met a judge um met a judge there from Malaysia and he sent me to he sent me to China and um I he he basically said I met the China met this incredible judge who was Chinese and he basically said you have to meet this woman she's incredible and I ended up doing I think four shows and then I did the world dog show in china 
And then this gentleman, who's um, he was a multimillionaire, invited me to photograph his dogs, his Tibetan mastiffs in his own home. And then he drove me from one side of China to the other wow. to photograph wow. all his Tibetan mastiffs. I think that's where dog photography can take you all around the world. That's amazing. And I said as a little girl, I'd never go to China, and I did. I'm in the wrong industry. Look at all these trips you get. Have just been a a, who would have thought dog photography? I tell you, it's it's been incredible. My life has been incredible, and I and that's when you know, um, I've developed epilepsy. I I don't know whether it's you know due to stress or what it has happened over the past five years. But I've had brain surgery in the middle of it as well. Uh, and you've kept going. I mean, Fiona's recently returned to shooting dog shows recently. Um, I know you were do- you're at the Sydney Royal um, last month as well, doing some of the um, – oh, it wasn't no, – No, it didn't happen. Oh, it didn't go ahead. It didn't go ahead. Uh, but, you've, but I've seen you out and you've been taking a lot more shots recently as well, which is great to see. Yes, I've, I've – invited me to do the Rottweiler National in June. Nice. So I'm going up to Queensland in June. And, um, they've, yep, so they've started asking me to go back to shows. So that's, that's, that's all happening again. So I can't, I can't wait. And do you have like a dog photographer conference? You'll get together and sort of brainstorm things. There must be other dog photographers do you ever sort of sit down and chat to each other about you know half of them half of them are jealous of me half of them don't want to talk to me (laughs) some feuds some feuds in the dog world head photographer down in victoria which one's that sally (laughs) is the first name sally stasitis Oh, I know Sally. No, yeah, Sally's see. Sally's beautiful. There you Sally's go. Beautiful. But I don't get I don't get to see her much because I'm on this side of the border. Yeah, it's a problem. Now we all know George. I'm, I'm sure George has been wanting to ask this question the whole time. But George has a lovely Boston terrier. What? How? I was going to say how 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 do Boston's you know photograph? Are they you know how do you have to how do you photograph a Boston well? Boston's you've got to make funny little noises to get their ears up and get and get their attention. Yeah, aren't they aren't those sort of screw tail dogs just really nice with their ears and their, that face? Their yeah. face, that beautiful just... little face and those little funny ears. They are just the most beautiful breeds ever. And I use the ball to get yes, him the focus. Ball. He likes yep. the ball. He'll climb on a rock and sit there for me, fixated and looking at his ball. I had Roger took some photos for me here and we went to a park. I could throw the ball off the Titanic. He'd jump off for it. And he jumped 10 feet high for yeah, it. For everything. You. Whereas then I've got my other breed, Mary, the Griffin, who would literally sleep. Oh, you've got a, you've got a Griffin as well. Have you? Yes. The screwed up face with the long hair. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> so you can see. I, I get stopped everywhere and people go, how cute. And when I think they're talking about me, they go, not you, mate, the dog. I, literally get, I get no or no attention at all. These two dogs have, have taken away all my social interaction because they're the centre of attention, Nathan. You know, That's it. You're just second fiddle to the dogs. Should have just had a Labrador. Boring. <laughs> Tail wagging. Oh, my God. 
and maybe an Azawak might have. I've, um... <laughs> I've got a story to tell you. Go, we love stories. Yeah, please. Um, I photographed a a baby. Um, whether you find out what the baby. Oh, gender reveal. Gender reveal where they used the dogs. Oh wow! How did that happen? How did that plan out? Okay, so the they were white Swiss shepherds, and so oh, okay. that what we what they did is they used color powder over the white Swiss shepherds. <laughs> okay, and then they released him when they decided to tell the family what they were. Oh my gosh! So it was a blue or a pink white Swiss shepherd. It was blue. And I've got all the photos. And I'm and, sure they had a very big cleanup job afterwards. Oh mm. uh, well, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But this was my this was my first really big shoot out. And because I can't drive because of the epilepsy, they drove all the way to come and pick me up. And I heard I heard them say, I heard them say, No wonder you no wonder you come and picked her up. She is brilliant. So this is what I mean. This is the type of photos that I love doing, you know, capturing the dogs. The dogs ran after balls, came out, they blew the colour dust out with the white dogs. It was absolutely spectacular. Nice. This That's is a the good type idea. Of, yeah, it is a good idea, isn't it? Yeah. And, and it's actually an interesting point. So, I mean, a lot of our listeners, Fiona, are you know, dog lovers, but they're they're you know they're not going to, to shows or they're not necessarily professional breeders, and you know most people just want to take good shots of their dog at home, or they want to just have them you know to you know for memories. So, w- what tips would you recommend for you know the everyday person just to, to get great photos of their dogs? Is you know stuff that they love is tidbits, is like you know treats, um, you know toys that they love frisbees balls and like i said if you can get them to if you can teach them to sit if you can teach them tricks if you can teach them you know they're the best photos of all the the problem there nathan is that you need someone else to take the photo while you yeah it's a two-person job it is a two-person job and when it's a one person you it's where it's hard that's what so maybe that's the secret. You need you have to have a second person. Yeah. Yeah. And usually, a, you know, in my case, trying to get my kids and they just walk away. What are you talking about? What hold this? No. So <laughs> that's why I think I'm pretty sure if Fiona had to take photos of the dogs without someone, she'd struggle. Um. Yeah. Uh, come on. Yeah. But Fiona has her voice. She has her voice. That's that's uh, her her the noises that they they can. Uh, they're like a toy in itself. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, Maverick turned around and came back and sat down when I yelled at him just a second ago. But yeah, he's now sitting li- looking at the phone and listening. But yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're going to do a little competition time now, too, Nathan. Perfect. So every, every podcast, Fiona, we give away a complimentary full breed profile to any listener who answers a question that i put and i usually throw it anywhere in between the podcast and make sure sure they don't listen to the end and the start only so the question today is for a free um full breed profile 
is at the start of the podcast, Fiona gave us the um, what each letter in fire, what was it fire uh, photography stood for? I want people to email me what it was. That's great. So email me, Nathan, let's get you, you can be yep. around this one. All right. I reckon um, if you email George on Friday, the 20th of May at 10 a.m., the first at 10 a.m. to email George will receive that voucher. And that's well, no, Nathan, because I had some people email me at my Gmail Google email. Don't ask me how they found it. It's George at Oribet.com. It was lit. It was someone they're stalking you, George. Yeah, yeah. Like they didn't come through. I still gave them the prize because, yeah. in theory, they were correct. They emailed me, but they got my personal email. Oh my yeah. god, they stalking. must have gone through my LinkedIn profile <laughs> and then found it. And so it's George at Oribet.com. <laughs> Oh, God. Can you edit? Oh, my God. I, I will edit that. But I'm going to keep that for the blooper reel later. <laughs> it's, all, it's all because of red-headed Fiona. Oh, my God. The naked calendar she's got. <laughs> um, so we're going to do wow. it. When is it? May the 20th. What time is it? May the 20th. Uh, I'll, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll start again. Let's, let's just start again. We'll start again. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Uh so it, you're gonna email me at George at Orivet dot, you know, yeah. whatever I said, it's gonna be dot com. <laughs> so so Friday the twentieth of May, George at Oravet.com, ten AM. What does the what do the letters in fire photography stand for? It was hidden at the beginning. Yeah. And for those that think that email that I gave you before is not my personal email, my personal email just so people know, it's canine george at gmail. But anyway, oh, do you want to, if you want to give it out, you can. There you go, canine george at gmail. Canine george, lovely. And the canine is the word canine. Anyway, good. So I have that's the competition. Uh, but that's good. I mean, so I've I mean I've learned a lot already. So you know so important with dogs we've got it you've got to make sure you get down at their level you've got to make sure you've got good lighting make sure the color is right so that you know the the dog doesn't disappear into the background shoot the shoulder um you've got to have treats and toys and make funny noises because you've got it's all about it's all about the expression getting like george has a theory about the bostons that they have to rely on their ear movements because they don't have the tails to uh you know avoid black dogs where you can total black they're always hard Fiona, what are those things called that you hold up? Some people hold up when they're trying to stop light reflecting. What oh, the lighting, re- the light reflector. Light, oh, so is that what they are? I thought they were Ooh, something that's technical. A good bit of care. Yeah. Is that you really, that's that's the technical word for a light reflector. I can go out and get one. I've got one just <laughs> nearby. I've got one right here. <laughs> Do you use it at all when you're at a show? Oh, I've, sometimes it scares the dogs. So I don't really use it. Yeah, as that. that's true. It's more, because, it's more for wedding photography. Oh, good. Because what I wanted to do is I thought if I could advertise on your lighting reflector, Nathan, that could be a good, you know, think about every time someone's on the right reflector. Being right. Poor. And I think the, the biggest thing as well to take out of this is you've got to have a second person. You know, if you want a really good photo of your dog, you've got to have. You've got to have a second person always. And you've got to be a redhead. <laughs> Uh, no, that's just Fiona's trademark. To get you to China. Yeah, that's the China part. Oh, you know, the, 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 yeah, the yeah. Chinese love the redheads. So, so George, I, I think it's time for you to tell us about the Azawak before we uh, before we finish up. George is reaching for his... Choose a disease. Yeah. But what we thought, we'd, we sort of mix it up a bit because, you know, people want to learn about 
breeds and we have some people that are listening just to get educated. So we thought we've got John, the Australian oh, Dog Judges Guide, the judges Concise. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Fiona actually gave me a copy of, of my, my first copy of that when we met last year. Really? Yeah. George has got the latest edition. What oh, I, to, make, to make my job easier because I have addressed I haven't got the green one yet. So to make my job easier, and I have addressed this with John on his next edition, can yep. you just tell me what group the Azawak is in? It's the Hound Group. Okay, so then I have to go to page 97. It'll be probably one of the first ones in 97. Yep, I'm sure it'll be right at the top. There it is. Guess what? It's the second breed oh. in the group. Who do you think's the first one? Afghan. Correct. Afghan. The Afghan. The hairy. Uh, yeah. Hairy. So the key points for anyone who wanted to take a photo of the Azawak, according to John's concise diction, uh, encyclopedia, is that it's got unusual proportions. It's taller at the withers than it is long. Mm. Did you know that? Interesting. It is it's very quick. interesting. It's attentive. Very. It's distant and can be reserved with strangers. Ah, that's why you like it as a guard dog. Uh, the very wary of strangers. Okay. Very, very, very wary of strangers. And um, it's got, you know, I'm not going to, the ears are set quite high, triangular shape. Yep. We're going to go through all the bold stuff that he, belly very tucked up, tail set low. It's slim and elegant, they tell me. Mm. Yeah, not like sign. me, but anyway. <laughs> it's a general impression of great slenderness. Oh, yes. It fits into a rectangle with a vertical long side. It's got important proportions and it loves redheads, says here, John Spolino. <laughs> no, they're joking there. Oh, no. oh John. It's, uh, it's, um, it comes in a fawn, which is known as red. Yes. There you go. What colour is your Azawak, Fiona? And He's brindled. Yes. John, he says, with or without brindles, with white, patching, limited to extremities, all shades clear. Yep. Uh, interesting. So the only thing... And I'm going to mention it again, is what John's book should have is a paragraph about the temperament and behaviour, which he doesn't include. But anyway, that's another point. That's for the next edition. There was a yep. paper that came out that said that the breeds don't actually have much, the breed doesn't have any much to do with the, with the, with the behaviour and temperament of the dog. Did you read that one? I didn't see it, but that's, that's controversial. I oh, know, very controversial. It only accounts for about 5%. Wow. I think there'd be a few a few breeders that would disagree with that. Totally. I'm one. Yeah. I completely disagree. Yeah. It throws my whole it was a it was a it was out yesterday. I might send you the link. Mm. So that's go. the Azawak. And for those that want to know, it does have a silent H at the end. Yes, of a silent H. Yes. <laughs> the H is for hound. And the breed yes. the breed is for from hound. West Africa. For Africa. Go. Yeah, he's an African. Mm. There we are. And Brilliant. it's got a quick speed too. 64Ks it can run. Oh, yes. But this is a lazy one. All he wants to do is sleep half the time. Well, he sleeps 64Ks. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, sleeps with the cats. That he's a, it doesn't, he's not, the cats sleep with him. He's incredible. Absolutely incredible. He's, you know, you think that dog's, chase cats this oh, one well you know i've enjoyed it this has been a really good chat it's been fun i've learned a lot about just the simple things to take away and 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 i've also learned that dog photography can take you anywhere in the world so 
there you go. I would have um, thought all it took you was from one dog show to another, but look at this, look at this glamour. And I've learned shoot the shot, shot, shoot at the shot. Shoot at the oh, shoulder. Yep. Um, what was it? Get low. Get low. And treat. And get the right email address. That's right. Get the- Nathan, <laughs> you're now becoming now it's yeah, get the right email address. That's it. That was if anything. <laughs> Anyway, uh, it's been really good to chat to you, yeah. and I've really learned this is good. We should, it's like I said, we try and get as many, yeah, diverse topics in here, and it was really good. I had fun. I haven't haven't had a giggle for a while, Nathan. So nice. You know, it was good. Fiona's good. She she's uh, she brings a lot of uh, energy and, and light hardness, and, and she's she's great value. If you, if you need a great dog photographer, uh, we'll post a link to Fire Photography in the in the show notes as well. Oh, thank you very much. Brilliant. Well, Fiona, thank you again. Um, and George, we'll, uh, we'll see you again next week for another very uh, interesting topic of the dog world on What the Bark. Mm-hmm.